Hi, and welcome to the Essential Tennis Podcast, your place for free, expert tennis instruction that can truly help you improve your game. Here in episode 239 of the Essential Tennis Podcast, we're going to go back to the virtual mailbag, as it were, and answer a question from John M., who is one of the most longtime uh, listeners of the podcast and general supporters of Essential Tennis. John, I've always appreciated your support support very much. Uh, He wrote to me and said, could you discuss the difference between a good practice mindset versus a good match mindset? What should we be thinking about while practicing? And is it the same thing as during a match? What mindset should we use during group practice matches while we are working on a new skill? Also, what are the pitfalls of taking one mindset into the other situation? Do you have any suggestions to correct yourself when you fall into the wrong mindset during a match? Okay, those are all, every one of those individual questions we could easily do a show on. What I'm going to do here today is talk about what your match mindset should be versus your practice mindset. Because no, they should not be the same thing. In in fact, they're extremely different. And this is something, I was really happy to see this question from John because I feel like there's a lot of misconception around this and it's a huge mistake that most tennis players make. So we're gonna talk about practice mindset first. And your practice time should be used for two primary goals, two primary things that you should be working on. One is to cement good habits, and the other is to change poor habits. So during practice, your focus should be inward on yourself, your your own swings, your stroke technique, your mechanics, your habits, and we're either trying to consolidate and become better at what we already can do and change the things that we know are deficiencies. So let's talk first about cementing good habits. How should we be thinking about that and how should we how should we be going about that? And I'd, I'd like to start this off with a phrase that I think is extremely important. This needs to be on a plaque someplace so that I can remember it and so that the rest of you listening can remember it as well. Consistence, the consistency of your output in matches will always be directly related to the quality of your focus during practice. Let me say that one more time. The consistency of your output in matches, meaning how reliably you can hit a certain shot to a certain spot on the courts, will be directly related to the quality of your focus during practice. So cementing good habits, being able to train yourself to reliably hit X, Y, or Z shot over and over and over again accurately is, I I would argue, probably the first job of practice. And the sad fact of the matter is most tennis players just hit. They're just hitting balls. They're just hitting shots. And random results, random input on the practice courts will result in random output during matches. <laughs> and that I you know when when I when it's broken down like that kind of systematically it makes sense. And yet just think about the practice time that you see most of your peers spending. If you're listening to my voice right now then you have above average 
focus and dedication and passion for improvements. But just think about the the average player that you see practicing their game. There it really is very little rhyme or reason to what they're doing. And as a result, their match results suffer accordingly. However little focus you have during practice, that's the quality of output you're going to have during matches. So how do we do this? It's a matter of targets and goals. So just as an example, let's say on ground strokes, some very simple examples. Hitting with a partner or by yourself with a ball machine and hitting 10 shots in a row that land between the service line and the baseline. That's it. Just rallying ground strokes down the middle, 10 in a row, past the service line, and in play. is a great target and goal. We have a specific target, and we have a goal that we're trying to achieve to create a a desired result. Consistently hit a deep ground stroke, forehand and backhand. Then you could get a little bit more specific and hit seven in a row that are cross court. So now let's say we focus on forehands exclusively and we're going to hit forehands until we hit seven in a row that go cross court and past the service line. A little bit more specific. You could do the same thing with backhands. And you should be constantly going through this kind of process and pushing yourself each time you practice just a little bit beyond your comfort level. If, if you go out and you just, you cannot get 10 in a row past the service line and start off with three or four and build on top of that. And you should be constantly testing yourself to see where your limits are, challenging yourself to push yourself a little bit beyond that limit. And then when that becomes second nature, then repeat, push yourself a little bit further and so on and so forth. It's a constant process of building a new comfort level and then pushing it again. Now, That's under uh, cementing good habits. The other main function of practice, the other main practice mindset you should have is changing poor habits. So the first thing we talked about is cementing good habits. Now let's talk about changing poor habits. And the basic pattern here is identify a weakness. It could be a uh, pattern of play, maybe certain tactics tactics that you use. It could be a technical pattern of movement, way that you swing the racket. And you want to identify what those things are, which you should be using video to do that. And we just talked about that. I think it was episode two, uh, what was it? I think it was 237 was about video. That's the best way to identify these poor patterns. And then you want to create practice progressions to replace that poor pattern. Basically, the idea here, what I'm constantly doing as a teacher is identifying those weaknesses, then starting with the simplest possible expression of whatever that new pattern is and having my student become familiar with that new way of moving, the simplest possible way of doing it. And then once they're comfortable with that and they can do it relatively uh, reliably, and then we build on top of that a little bit, one layer or level of complexity at a time until finally they're doing the full movement, the full technique, the full swing, whatever it happens to be. We just published a video that's a perfect example of this. If you go to YouTube or if you go to Essential, well, it's actually, as of this moment, it's not on EssentialTennis.com, but if you go to YouTube and you do a search for Essential Tennis 
was it ultimate volley control drill? I think it was called ultimate volley control drill. If you type in essential tennis and volley drill, it'll come, it'll come up. And this was a progression of three different drills that all built on top of each other to create an end result that's a solid, fundamentally sound volley, all starting from a very, very simple uh, beginning. Okay, so those, those should be your thoughts or mindsets thought patterns in practice. <clears throat> Excuse me. Now let's move on to your match mindset, which is completely different. I At the beginning of the practice mindset section, I talked about how during practice, your focus is inward. And during a match, that's not a good thing. And we're, we're going to talk about why. Basically, in a match, you want to rely almost exclusively, as exclusively as possible, on skills that are unconscious, skills that are already a habit. You don't have to think about them anymore. You're not trying to actively learn them. It's not anything new. It's something that you've already mastered and you can do unconsciously. Those are the strokes that you want to rely on in matches as much as you possibly can. So this is not the time to work on technique. It's not the, try, not the time, excuse me, to try to improve a swing. It's not the time to try to fix anything. Because anytime you're trying to work on something or improve something or fix something, you're doing something different. It's not a habit. Otherwise, you wouldn't have to be actively working on it. It's something, something new. And any time that you take something new and something that's not a habit, it pulls our focus inward, as I was talking about in the practice mindset section. And we can only focus actively on one thing at a time. I just did a whole podcast episode on that topic. Uh, it was called... Uh, how to walk in chew gum, I believe, just a couple episodes ago. Go check that. Go check that one out. Really, really important concepts. We can only focus actively on one thing at a time. That is not already a habit. So, if we're working on a new skill, that by definition is not a habit yet. And so, we're having to focus our conscious mind on recreating whatever that new movement is. We're having to focus on doing whatever that new swing technique is. And if our focus is inward, then our opponent goes unnoticed. If our focus is on whatever it is is new in our game, which is what we should be thinking about during practice time, then our opponent goes unnoticed. And that is the kiss of death, basically, in competition. And this is where a lot of tennis players are. They're focused on themselves instead of their opponents, and they have no real game plan, at least not one that's based on reality or anything that's happening on the other side of the net. They're just completely guessing and throwing out random shots and hoping that their opponent just messes up more than they do. And that's not good enough if you take your tennis seriously. So what should you be doing? You should be implementing what I've titled here, seek and destroy. Seek meaning watch your opponent like a hawk to identify their weaknesses. That could be an awkward swing technique. It could be them actively avoiding a certain shot. 
maybe they're running around their backhand and hitting as many forehands as humanly possible. You should be watching from the warm-up and really before the warm-up, as they swing the racket, you know, as you're, you're getting your bags situated by the bench or the chairs or whatever, and you're, you're getting ready to walk out there on the courts, and they're just kind of swinging the racket, doing shadow swings. Watch and see what their movement patterns are like. And once you start looking for these things, you can start to become pretty good at picking out technique that just doesn't look right, just doesn't look good. Maybe you can't explain why, but if you've been around tennis for a while and you've watched a lot of tennis, you should be able to pick out things that just don't quite add up, especially if they're trying to actively hide them and hit something else instead. So that's the seek part of it. And then destroy is simply develop a simple pattern or patterns that force them to hit that weakness as much as humanly possible. This is the simplest plan A possible. Just take high percentage, simple patterns. This should not be complicated. It should not be, you know, a seven shot sequence to try to expose them. At most, we're talking about a two to three shot sequence that gets the ball to their weak shot, whatever it happens to be, and then exploit that weakness. Make them hit it again and again and again. Uh, I like to use the phrase, go to the well. Find out what that weakness is and just exploit it and, quite frankly, abuse those patterns until one of two things happens. Either they adjust or you win the match. (laughs) If you win the match, then great. You just pick out that simple pattern, you keep going to it, and you win enough points, enough games, enough sets that you win the match. Or if they catch on to the pattern that you're using and they make an adjustment, then it's time to make a, a counter adjustment back. And now we're playing tennis. Now we're, we're actually engaged in a competitive battle back and forth. But the thing is, most tennis players never even get to that point. They never even get to the point where there's adjustments and counter adjustments and there's that cat and mouse game back and forth. Most tennis matches... Both players are focusing inwardly on their own shots, their own things that they're working on, their own insecurities. They have very little, if any, awareness of what's happening on the other side of the courts. And we have both players that are just kind of playing in a vacuum, unaware of what's happening on the other side of the courts, and they're just hitting shots and hoping that the other person screws up more than they do. And it's very, very, you know, low IQ tennis. Quite frankly, that's where most levels of tennis, that's what's happening during competition because players don't have the ability to shift their mindset between a practice mentality and a competitive mentality. So hopefully these uh, descriptions and these explanations are helpful. As I mentioned At the get-go, this is a really, really big topic and maybe something I'll come back to and answer some more of the specific questions that John had. Uh, John, excellent question. Thank you for submitting it. Thanks for your support, as always. And lastly, I'd just like to say, come back to EssentialTennis.com and uh, leave me your comments. Let me know what you think. I, I just sent an email to podcast episode number 238 just earlier today as I'm recording this and we had a whole bunch 
of comments on that. It's always great to hear feedback from listeners. So come back to EssentialTennis.com. That's where the, the conversation happens about these episodes. I'd love to hear your thoughts, your input, your suggestions, and just see what you think. For more free game-improving instruction, be sure to check out EssentialTennis.com, where you'll find hundreds of video, audio, and written lessons. Also, be sure to subscribe to Essential Tennis on iTunes and YouTube, where we are the number one resource in the world, providing passionate instruction for passionate tennis players. Thank you so much for listening today. Take care, and good luck with your tennis.